Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. I, uh, well, I can't really talk about work, so let's change the subject. All right. <laughs> I don't know what else to talk about. That's fair. <laughs> All I wanted, I wanted to go so much further into that topic. We can, we can talk. We can talk about Incubus. I just, I, I was not prepared for it. <laughs> it wasn't, it was going to be a fun thing and then it wasn't a fun thing, but this, the, the time was had and that was fun. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> all it does is lead me to questions that I can't ask. Yep. I, uh, for those listening at home, uh, whatever. Hi, George. <laughs> hi. I got, I got sick when I was invited to go see the band Incubus through work. Um, and I was excited for it. And then I just got gnarly sick and just sort of had to tolerate a concert. It was a great concert, but I had to tolerate it in solitude. <laughs> what is the best part of seeing Incubus? Um, the best part of seeing Incubus is just like every once in a while, they throw in like a fun jam where you're like, like a jam for fractals. Like there is jams for fractals. In, uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's my favorite part of Incubus. Incubus is great. Dan, I can't stress this enough. You will not get me to shoot on Incubus. Or I don't I don't need you to. I, <laughs> I enjoy the band. But anyway, you know what else I enjoy? Is Our guest. guest? Seamus Millar, welcome. Yeah, What's up? What's going on? Hey, what are your feelings on Incubus, my friend? I don't, I don't really know anything about Incubus, which is why I was quiet for most of that. What's their main <laughs> song? They had the song. I was trying Drive, to think of the one that I like. Is, Forever tomorrow. Bring oh, fuck. Now. I haven't heard of those guys in forever. Jesus yeah. Christ. And they draw, dude. Stone Pony packed <laughs> good for them dude good for them yeah man well listen Basically. i'm happy that they're still getting work <laughs> yeah you're doing great oh we, pardon uh, me that was the song i was trying to oh think yeah of. pardon me was was a big one that was like they were that was definitely like listen we gotta milk this new metal money who does kryptonite yeah. that was three, three doors, doors down. down and oh, we don't okay. like them because they played the trump inauguration really yeah, the, yeah. it was they a band i saw live in 2001 damn <laughs> you saw them with saliva is that what you said? I know I saw them live in 2001. It was at a festival, but like I I remember because they weren't anything yet, but I had heard the CD and I leaned over to my brother and I said, This band is gonna be really famous. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> For some reason that reminds me, okay. That this all right, I don't know why. You'll see the connection I made in my brain. I remember I have this really uh, vivid memory of my father and I being in a family toy warehouse, which was, I guess, I think just a Northeast toy store chain. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> I was like eight years old and they had a Dreamcast kiosk set up Sonic Adventure. And we played Sonic Adventure and my dad went, video games will never look better than this is just because you know? we could see his fucking his his footprints in the sand yeah and that that's like you being like yeah dude three doors down doesn't get better than it 
Yes. Yeah, they're going to be huge. <laughs> even at the time, I don't know why I was even worried about making the argument for them. Like they were already playing at whatever the Twitter center is called now, the Susquehanna Bank. It's not that anymore. You know, the big one in Camden. X, X, uh, whatever Twitter is X yeah, now. Gigantic Bank Arena, whatever. <laughs> like they were already playing that. So like they didn't need me to vouch for them. But I was like, no, no, trust me. Like this band is me. not a one hit wonder. <laughs> I was like, whatever. No, nah, they were. And honestly, if I might come to the defense of Incubus one more time, <laughs> a lot more songs than I thought I'd know. Oh, a ton. Yeah. They had and, oh, and like, then they ended like they took their bows and like waved bye to everybody while they were playing a uh, like an eight bit version of their song "Dig," and I was like, "This is delightful." I've, oh. I I think I love eight bit music again. That was a week and a half in two thousand eight that I'll never get back, but it's still there. So I'm I'm looking at their discography. I was a fan of them for a, a solid seven years. Wow! Like I was in on science. Then, pardon me, hit the radio, and I was, like, really in. And then I kind of leveled off when they were, like, really on the radio. But I still stuck around until Crow Left of Murder, which is 2004. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You were in there. You yeah. Were in there for, uh, for The Warning, a song they did not play. Oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't bust out The Warning. They busted yeah, I... out uh, Come Together. Yeah. <laughs> They did a and, and the yeah. security guard leaned over and went, they should stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to Jake Matera the, oh. uh, this weekend and I was just like ranting at him. And I think he was sort of agreeing, which is the only reason I bring it up that like I wasn't I wasn't on my own fully ranting. There was a human being who we all know, but I was just like Abbey Road is one of the greatest albums ever recorded and might be my favorite. And I do not listen to track one because Come Together sucks. <laughs> it's crazy. That's a wild yeah, statement. Yeah, there's always man. a great album that just has one song that's just like, this This doesn't need to be here. This was the filler I track. mean, that's, that's no Weezer for a long stretch for me. Like I, I stayed in on Weezer again, a band that I stuck around longer than I should have. Yeah, but like. They always had a like a first single that was trash. Yeah. And I'm including Buddy Holly. I don't love that song. But then the rest of the album is fantastic. And that's like four albums deep to start their career. They're just like, we're going to advertise ourselves terribly, but we are actually good. Uh, it's my um, obligatory. We don't have to play the sound yet, but uh, uh, being a being a, a future husband of a Taylor Swift fan. Um, <laughs> that's that's her tactic, dude. The first single that she releases off of any album is the worst song. And then it feels kind of calculated. It's and like people calculated. are gonna be like, no, no, you no believe only... it, they fell off. And then everybody else will be like, nah, check out the album though. Yeah. And then you buy the fucking album and it's a whole fucking thing. But like it's very calculated. Yeah, that's why I have like, Maladroit. <laughs> I like Maladroit. Keep fishing a great video. <laughs> yeah, Muppets rule. <laughs> Muppets rule. Muppets uh, do rule. I will. I actually, this is something sl small wedding talk. Also, Seamus, you haven't been on since you've been married. Uh, Hell yeah. Marriage. You did it. Congrats. Marriage. 
Going pretty good. Um, here's my advice to all the fellas out there. Um, just so you guys know, marriage is great. You get to have sex once a week. Awesome. Um, on schedule. <laughs> on schedule. Is uh, it always the same day? Is it synchronized? Same watches? time, nice. same exact moment. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, I'm only kidding. Girl on top. <laughs> Rachel and I have a pretty, we have a pretty healthy love life. We're busy. We're adults. Yeah, we're in, we're we're inspiring young people. You know, we're out there in the world doing things, and that's why we had you on the show. Tell us more, because now you are the <laughs> new host of the show. Man sorry, talk. so and sorry. We Welcome to marriage talk for not making the fucking move. Um, yeah, y'all are putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I will say, all jokes aside, I felt like uh, the the entirety of the rest of my dating life was like fighting upstream, and then when I met Rachel. It just seemed to work very easily. And I think I knew like that it, probably like a month into it. That I was like, ah, it was almost like a bittersweet, like, ah, fuck, this is going to work, isn't it? God well, damn I guess it. I'm done. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had a, um, a similar moment, but like, I was like, yeah, no, this is good. This is working. But I would have been content for a while to just not ask the question. Uh, and then I was bullied into it by my mom. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. She was like, so she's the one, right? I was like, yeah, I think so. She's like, she, I feel, I feel comfortable around her. I feel free around her. I feel good around her. She goes, okay, then why aren't you asking her to marry her? Yeah, like, you said that to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and she was like, so, so why don't you just like propose to her? Cause you gotta, you should make that move. And I was like, you know, to be honest, didn't realize that was the option, but you're right. That's probably the option, huh? Yeah, I guess I gotta do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't I know she why. she was asking me to be like, check in with the relationship. Like, is it like everything cool? And I was like, yeah, everything's great. She's like, cool. So you should marry her. <laughs> Why are you being such a coward? <laughs> I don't know why I specifically like decided to ask. Great. Like, I don't know why I picked the exact moment that I did. I think it was like a thing that was kind of in the back of my head for a while. We both discussed it where I was like, hey, I have every intention of marrying you at some point. But then I think, I don't know, I didn't have, I had credit suddenly. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that'll help. <laughs> and I just saw a ring that I liked and I was like, all right, I'll just order it. And then I just had it. And I was like, well, I might as well just do this. Her mom kept <laughs> asking me like, was there a special reason why you did it in the middle of summer? And I was like, uh, I don't know. We were all just free. <laughs> <laughs> it was COVID. So uh, I don't know. I had the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of it. I think it's just like the what you know it's a good relationship when you're that comfortable. So you just like, yeah, no, this this works. This is good. Um, but speaking of uh being uh Muppets ruling from all the way back there, is that's how we got on the topic. Is uh we were like looking through string like uh Spotify songs of like string arrangements arrangements to walk down the aisle to. Uh, and uh, there's tons of them. There's, there's there's one artist that does a ton of them, and they're great. Uh, but the only one that I was like, this one, this is the one I want to walk down to, was a string arrangement of Rainbow Connection. Yeah, that would be the one I would assume, right? Yeah, it's the best. I don't know how I, deep the Muppets music catalog goes. I mean, I know it does, but that's like the one you're gonna pick. That's the one. Yeah, we don't move right, right along. <laughs> Um, we need to we need to start the lightning round thing, but I will almost certainly immediately bring this back to the music at Seamus's wedding because I told so many people about it, and every single one of them was like, "What?" 
what were what were the all right pl- quick quick playlist quick. episode what were the oh, top okay. like five picks <laughs> well there was a lot of all-star top to bottom so we, yes. we danced an acoustic Variations. version of all-star um i think my favorite transition was christmas shoes into barbie girl that's something i'll never forget <laughs> it was yeah perfectly was cut perfectly cut yeah <laughs> it, it gets to the part that like everybody knows in Christmas shoes, even though there's like a minute and a half left of the song. Rachel and did it, that. Oh, Ra- I, Rachel told him the exact like time to cut it. She was like, "This will be perfect," and it was. <laughs> the fact that that you felt like you had to tell me that, and I didn't already assume that Rachel yeah. had it down. <laughs> I didn't even know that she did that. I I didn't even know. So when everyone freaked the fuck out, I freaked the fuck out too because it was like. uh can I buy these? And it was doing the whole thing, and then it just was like, "I'm a Barbie girl." And everyone was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> it was. I mean, for for context, even though I think we've talked about it on here when you were on before, a uh, staple of the Christmas season for for me, Seamus, <laughs> and Meg, and a handful of other people has now become going to South House karaoke <laughs> and Seamus doing Christmas shoes. Yes, I'm making I, I everybody have, sing. I have the videos if anybody wants to. <laughs> Come on, you know the words, everybody. <laughs> I just like, tried to get everybody into it. <laughs> it is so funny. So here we are in the middle of the summer at a wedding where it's not even the first Christmas song we heard. Yeah, Rachel danced to a Christmas song with her dad. <laughs> yeah, it was the Jewel version of Rudolph. Maybe I don't remember. It was Rudolph. I could I couldn't have guessed who it was, but it was no, definitely is she just very into Christmas, or was this just absurdity? Her dad to the max? was very into Jewel. Okay, and so she decided. So to not do that. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Does I her dad just, look like uh, Santa? <laughs> no, no, but he no. But the holidays are fun with the shirts. Is I will say my favorite part of that whole dance was. If you look at it in the pictures, I assume it looks like any other father daughter dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my mom and I didn't even dance. My mom and I just waved. <laughs> well, you, you had started to dance. You fooled the whole room who you had promised that you were just going to wave. All of a sudden, hands are up and holding and swaying for a second. And we're all like, well, I guess they're not doing it. And then they drop hands and wave for the duration of a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a pretty weird wedding, I guess. Though. That sounds Now you put it that way. No, yeah, that sounds. Fun. I'm. I've. I've been told by. Uh, oh, we're gonna get ready. Get ready. I'm gonna play the noise. All uh, right. Uh. Um. I've already promised my fiance. Thank you. Uh. That uh, I will not make any jokes at our wedding. <laughs> like it needs oh, to be a very. Our wedding was affair. chock full of jokes. Jay Simpson <laughs> did like the announcements. He did like a showroom oh, that announcement. Was great. He was like, ladies and gentlemen, there's no heckling, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, full so. pre-show announcement. <laughs> pre-show announcement. Text. <laughs> My mom and I waved. The staff, apparently, we were like the favorite wedding they've ever done at the venue. Which you is had that, to be. That's and how me and like Rachel Prim and get proper off. place, you had to be. We, we get off on strangers being like, those guys were cool. Like, the people <laughs> who know, like... It was a weird thing for me because I feel like with stand up and with comedy and with any sort of creative endeavor, you're constantly trying to get approval from strangers. And then I had this moment where I was like standing across from, uh, you know, my best friend, bro, you know, fucking yeah, bro. Uh, 
And then I was looking out and I was like, damn, look at all these people that actually care about us. And it was this weird moment where for a couple of weeks there, I felt complete. (laughs) (laughs) And now the hunger is back, baby. (laughs) Catch me at various open mics in the city. (laughs) All right. Time for lightning round. Let's do it. There's no song. There's no song. There's no song. I didn't write a song. Um. For for Seamus and for the listeners, we will ask you all six of the uh, basic emotions, sadness, joy, anger, disgust, fear, and surprise. You'll answer them quickly, and then after we do all six, we'll pick a couple that jump out to us, and we'll talk about them. Okay, cool. All right. I'm not prepared. I'm not supposed to be prepared, right? It's a lightning round. Just no, first answer my mind. prepared at all. Yeah. We never oh. discussed the emotion that you're spinning later. Quick, short answers. So, what makes you feel fear? Ooh, um, uh, myself. I make myself feel fear. Uh, my thoughts. My, I have. Uh, yeah. Short answers. I got it. <laughs> what makes you feel joy? Um, everything in my life right now has been pretty good. So. All right. What makes you feel disgust? Uh, disgust. Mm, watching people vomit. Oh, that almost. Made me gag for a second. Yeah, what see? makes you feel sadness? Uh, thinking about my mom dying. <laughs> and I just laugh my ass off ever <laughs> saying that. What makes you feel surprised? Um, s- secret gifts from Target. Yeah, Dad. All right. <laughs> what makes you feel anger? Makes you feel fucking angry. Uh, people on yeah, the bus who character. people on the <laughs> bus who don't have headphones. Put your get some headphones. All right. All right. So let's start off with mom dying. <laughs> yeah. Let's start up top here. All right. Cool. <laughs> nice but, and light. Do you think it'll make a good episode of your show the next one after? <laughs> I just know it's coming eventually, and I know that I, it's one of those things where it's like you know it's it's always been you know what she made me read when I was a kid that book. Uh, the one where the the kid, my name's Judy and I'm gonna die. Weird my book. name's Judy. I'm gonna die. No, it's uh, <laughs> you'll always be my baby. I think it's called. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I know that one. <laughs> Who did that? Some 1980s feminist came up with that book and it ruined my life. I yeah, hate her. that's uh, that's when he just crawls through the window uh, and rocks the old dying mom in his arms. I think when yeah. I was like five years old, I was like, mom's gonna die. And then ever since, it's been like, uh oh. Yep. Yeah, that's a little too like sappy and saccharine for me. I'm I'm a I'm a fishing as a kid? of kids' books. I didn't I didn't know it as a kid. I think my mom was like, fuck well, yeah. that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not gonna like delve into the lore of hungry, hungry caterpillar or whatever the fuck now, but I'm saying when I'm a child, it hit me in a profound way, Dan. Shout Sorry, out. it's not up to your fucking standards, dude. Shout out to the, I, the show Benny Feldman because anytime <laughs> someone brings up hungry, hungry caterpillar, I just think of his joke about reading it on the train. Oh yeah, it's a I do very like hungry caterpillar. It's a, yeah, very hungry caterpillar. Oh man, this caterpillar is so hungry. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, getting back to that, it's like something. It's one of those things that, like, uh, sometimes it'll hit me at night of like, uh oh, mm-hmm. one more day closer yeah. to the big day. Is it always like your mom is the prevailing thought, like the the subject of that sentence, or do you do this with like a lot of people? I don't, I think I'll be able to handle pretty much everybody else's death in my life. I think even, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'll be okay. Sorry, guys. No, that's cool. <laughs> Honestly, all no I can offense. hope for 
all I can hope for. Any like when I die inevitably early, uh, people will go, damn, and then they'll move on with their lives. <laughs> like that's all I want. <laughs> well, I know I so if Rachel. I, I Rachel's gonna outlive me unless, of course, something tragic happens. If something tragic happens, I will be pretty fucked up. But I am pretty content with the idea that I will die mm-hmm. probably fifteen to twenty years before she does, and so I, mean, I won't have to deal with that. Everybody in a couple wants to be the one to go first, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I've already told Casey like statistically, I will go first, and she's like, "That's not fair. That's not up to you." And I was like, "Kind of is." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so we'll see. I mean, you know, first of all, if my mom dies, well, there goes some content because my podcast is on the. Yeah, you this, know, the show's just gone under. My dumbass mom know, for the people. Who are oh yeah, yeah. You guys should go listen to my show. It's called My Dumbass Mom. It's very, um, it's wholesome. It really is wholesome. I think actually. It was. It was named by Judy. It was not named by Seamus. Yes. <laughs> and uh, she named it that because. Um, it's true <laughs> what can i say i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you guys yeah know thyself or whatever right? yeah 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 <laughs> when someone shows you who they are you should believe them didn't my angelou say that or somebody said that i don't, I don't know. know they're words i heard before you said them now so sure why not yeah who knows <laughs> all right uh, so tell me about your target secret gifts yeah what's oh this? man yeah me and rachel have this thing uh uh we're big arrested development uh fans in this house uh so whenever um Whenever one of us goes someplace where the other person is like busy or something, we throw out the line, pop, pop gets a treat. And uh, <laughs> sometimes I get a fucking treat. You know, it's nice. I got a fucking treat the other day. What was your treat? If you don't mind sharing. Uh, she got me a random. I used to be really into like, those little like Lego blind box things that you get oh, like sure, five sure. below. And there, was oh, a Dis- sure, yeah. there was a Disney one and uh, she just randomly got me one. I got I got um uh, robin hood the sexy fox robin hood cool yeah i love that movie i uh, uh, i just watched it did not realize how short it was gonna be but yeah the roger miller soundtrack puts me in a really good spot so much so like <laughs> movie animated movies were shorter back then just purely out of hand and they, and purple tunnel that was also the era where they reused a lot of animation so they reused like the rotoscoping from snow white i think oh, yeah, and a lot of that yeah. shit yeah but i love, I love that watching movie. that side to side yeah. Like just like here's what it was in Jungle Book, and here's yeah. what it was in Alice in Wonderland or whatever. So crisp, so yeah. crisp. Not in Nottingham. What a great fucking yeah. Yeah, love that. Um, what was I gonna yeah. say? Uh, with uh, oh, Casey kept on ordering things from Amazon, and just like every day, there'd be like two or three packages on our our front stoop, and it got to a point where I was like, you either need to stop or you need to buy me something. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. My name can't be on none of this. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> and then she just, we compromised and I still didn't get anything. Oh no, I got like two things on Prime Day. She was like, it's on sale. Uh, yeah, but, it's nice to get each other like little I got Rachel yeah. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies on Blu-ray the other day because it was cheaper than just buying it on digital and I was like we should just own this. It's a great movie. Yeah. That's great. God, I, I really uh, do love that movie. Casey's compromise was uh, she lets me open the packages now, so I get the endorphin. Damn, that's so sad. <laughs> you have the you have the little kid controller that's not even plugged in. She's like, yep. "You're playing with me, buddy. This is great. Wow." <laughs> Which one For am you? I? There's only one person on the screen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Your steering wheel does turn the car. Look, here we go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially, I just get the dopamine hit, and I'm like, "Yeah, you got." liquid iv for your bachelorette party hell yeah dude. Good for you. 
we used to do a similar thing but we would like pick a day and be like a five below day and we both go to like separate five belows and it was you can get two things and you just see what the other person got you and like it was always junk like i got this and yes, I, I did get it for Meg, and it does live in my office. What a yeah. weird coincidence, but it's a little bubble <laughs> bubble machine. It's uh, it's packed away in case he doesn't listen to the show, but I definitely bought a guitar for her that I use. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very pretty guitar. It's red and sparkly, and I'm like, look, you'll look so cool under the lights. And then, and then I'm just like, I need this to track more bad ska songs. Sorry, it sounds <laughs> the best for that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ruining it. <laughs> Uh, all right, Target Chris. I like this. Secret Target gifts. Uh, you want to talk about puke? I got some good puke stories. Uh, uh, as of uh, recently. <laughs> I just, I feel like I've gotten, so I used to hate puking when I was a kid. Hated it. Yeah. I went like seven years without puking one time. Like, because I would just like. Even when I really it. wanted to, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I would never do it, dude. I would never do it. Not even to look hot for a party. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, for a really long time, I just didn't puke. And then I think more recently, uh, as I've gotten older and my acid reflux has kind of gotten less and less in my control, it's still completely in my control. But, uh, you know, I'm just like, what do you mean I can't eat a pizza at 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. or anymore or whatever the fuck? I don't know. But um, <laughs> I've been puking a lot more these days uh, and I'm much more. I'm OK with it now. I can do it. But that being said, watching other people throw up is, is pretty hard. I cannot handle it. It's yeah. like the one aspect of my job that I just can't <laughs> do. And like it it happens frequently. I work with like the last two years it's been a kindergartner and a first grader and it just happens. And like it it's not even something that like something's even wrong with them. It just happens. And it's so disgusting every time. And like the other kids haven't really been socialized yet to be like, ew. So they just kind of act like nothing's happening and are just like around it. And it's (laughs) all of it. It's so gross because like I I have to address it and like move people away. And I just have to be like around it. I hate it so much. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why that was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, It connected. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you guys want to hear a really gross puke story? Yeah, I guess. Right. It's super gross. I'll just take my headphones off for a while. Give me a signal. <laughs> One time I was driving down the street and there was this uh, a person experiencing homelessness holding up a sign. Uh, and I was getting onto Tonnelly Avenue in Jersey City. And then that person puked and then looked down on it and just like picked up a handful and put it back in his mouth. <laughs> Oh, oh, that was the good one. <laughs> just, it, well, he was not all there, and he was just like, "I can't lose this." Like that's where his brain was. Oh man, the first time I went to London, um, I got so fucking sick that I didn't get to see any of it. Um, and for years and years I've and years, I blamed London twice. <laughs> I have been to London twice now, and the funny thing is, the first time I went, I got sick, and the second time I went, my new wife got sick, yeah. and she was so sick she couldn't leave the hotel room. And I turned to her and I go. Hey, if there's anybody in the world that can sympathize with, you know, understand what you're going through, it's me. But I am gonna go see London. <laughs> I'm not gonna not. I'm not gonna not fucking see it twice, motherfucker. Not, I'm going not out twice. <laughs> yeah. So I went all around London by myself. But I threw up. I think I thought I was Burger King, but I did eat kangaroo like a week before, and uh, I was puking. 
or like a couple days before in Manchester at an arts festival. I ate fucking kangaroo. Cool. And I was puking so much and it was coming out of my nose, and my mouth. And then I woke up the next day, couldn't breathe, pulled a whole pickle out of my nose. Believe nice. it, fellas? <laughs> what? Yeah. Whole yeah. Pickle. It was like one of those small ones, like the small cut up Burger King ones. Yeah. It is like a whole is that pickle. what they mean when like, when they're like, a, and he choked on his vomit and died? It's like, probably. I just got Probably. Because it was yeah. chunks. Yeah, it was chunks. Pickles. Ugh. That's how Jimi Hendrix went. It was the pickles on his burger. <laughs> I know he was in English, <laughs> but I'm just picturing, oh no, the pickles. <laughs> oh no, the pickles. Yeah, that's what got Janice Joplin too. It was a whole thing. 27 Club is just people puking to death. Uh, yeah. All right, what else we got here? They get up to heaven and they're just holding a full pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's say let's uh, let's end this round with uh, I mean, anger is the one I want answers to, but everything in life is great out of joy. I kind of want to explore that. What do you think, Dan? Tell me the part that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Can't all be good. <laughs> Dude, I've been on SSRIs lately. Everything's uh, good, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> life yeah, is that'll work. <laughs> it's fine. I feel great. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you still funny? I'm doing okay. All right. Yeah, I'm doing all right. You're doing okay. Yo, um, I know like I know we're supposed to say that like sometimes you're not as funny when you're not on the on the meds or when you're on the meds and like you lose that you lose that zhuzh, that that thing. But you know, sometimes people are like, you should stop taking these. You've become a real bummer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Now these have been working out for me, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I think I could use a little bit of else. I could use a stimulant, you know. I'm a little sleepy, but other than that, I'm fine. I could use a little upper. I could use something to concentrate. I think that might be an actual problem is I can't fucking. That's the miserable part is I can't pay attention for jack shit. And the shit that I do pay attention to has nothing of value to my life. Yeah. Hold on. Let me. I want to read you something because this is what happens when when you have uh, ADD. I found this. I I, I texted my sister because uh, I sent her a picture from the from the show that I was at. Um, and she was like, oh, my God, so jealous. How was it? And this is what I wrote. Show is great. They're very good live. Everyone I met was super nice. I work with Nicole, their bass player, and she's the best. 10 out of 10. And that's saying something when I had mild food poisoning all day. It was probably the chicken parm I had last night at the casino. My stomach just can't handle cafeteria food anymore. You know what I can <laughs> handle, though? Roy Rogers. I actually found one in New Jersey today. Such an odd idea for a fast food joint, you know? Like, could you imagine a Clint Eastwood taco bar? It's just wild. She just asked if the concert was good. <laughs> it's just not it's a it's a whirlwind man and i have to answer it i have to answer it that way so i get all the information out i i do enjoy that type of conversation though where like you can just pick any one of those things and respond to it and the conversation keeps going like it's not like you have to address every single thing and then you have options yeah uh, oh, I just got a news alert that Robbie Robertson died. Oh, the band guy? The band guy. Oh. Oh, yeah. You know what? I did that the other day with my friend. I'm sorry. This is kind of a side note here, but uh, rest in peace to that guy I've never heard of. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> I the guy decided... who did the music on uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Is that him? Yeah, it is him. Yeah, it is him. Well, I was talking yeah, to my I, friend I, about I, 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 I did a weekend. I did a weekend at Punchline like last weekend with Rose Baker, which was cool. But I was also texting my friend when I was really caffeinated and I went down a whole 
live aid rabbit hole where I was looking up the fact that Phil Collins played both London and Philadelphia in the same day. And I wrote a whole paragraph about that. Then I had to apologize and go, I'm sorry, I forgot. There was a person on the other side of this conversation. Be talking in ether. Can you it's believe fun. that? I believe that. We, had we the talked same about that actually, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It blows my mind that like, like I, I know he's like a legend or whatever, but like, that it's such a story that he played both places because in my head it's just like yeah okay like what else was he gonna do he was busy man busy he was a busy man against all odds he did both can you believe that yeah all and odds i i grew up a uh a, a relatively frequent genesis listener it was a it was a weird thing to go back to when i started getting older and like wanting to kind of reassess all the stuff i grew up listening to and it's like oh genesis was not the music for a child i don't think i disliked him for the longest time because my mom was a huge fan of tarzan so she would play the tarzan soundtrack constantly not his strongest work in my opinion but oh, I uh, hate it. I hate <clears throat> it. it's a little too much yeah but it's it's heads and tails better than fucking brother bear. I'll tell you that much right now. We've had this conversation as well. You told but... me that, and there's no way I'm gonna find out. Watch brother bear. Watch brother bear. <laughs> there, there's zero chance. George, I how many times have you seen the Disney film Brother Bear? Oh, dude, brother bear, so good. <laughs> tell everybody <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> new friends and new places to see no look how much fucking genesis i can't records I, I can't have. believe he doesn't well oh, i have that many also well let's look we got boom and then we got this one which is a, a single and then we got I, this one with the with the, the oh, blocks what's the fuck at that game what's the game Gen- uh, pop goes perfection perfection mm-hmm. perfection pieces and then we got this one which i think is a live one and then we have this one and then this one again and then this one a third time <laughs> all right and then there's duke and then there's uh, uh, there's this one, which is like old Peter Gabriel Genesis. And then there's this one, which is old Peter Gabriel Genesis. And then there's this one, which is like very. I love that one. Yeah. And then there's this one, which is uh, I was going to show you, Dan, is a rare live bootleg. Is that a far side or just far side ish? It's I think it's far side adjacent, but it's it's a bootleg. It's a death in any town recorded live at the felt forum. Nineteen seventy three uh in new york uh it's got four discs in it but it does not feel like it it's got this crazy rabbit on the back maybe we should spin the wheel because i'm spiraling right now Whoa. <laughs> all right let's spin the wheel and we'll uh find out what we're doing in the second half here And we got optimistic. All right. We'll tune back in very shortly uh, and we'll discuss optimistic, like why it's so optimistic that I have three separate copies of (laughs) ABACAB. Hey, friends and weirdos. I'm Meg. And I'm Alyssa. And we're the host over at the podcast Real Chills. Do you love the unexplained? Do you listen closer for things that go bump in the night? If so, Real Chills Podcast is for you. The best part is all our stories are true. 
You can check us out on Spotify. And if you have a story you'd like to share, email us at realchillspodcast at gmail.com. everybody danny here with plugs you can check out seamus on instagram at shambles murph great place to find out where he's gonna be he's got new shows all the time and he's a super funny performer you can also check out his podcast my dumbass mom it's a very fun show i've been on it a couple times they are a wonderful duo and you can catch me this week in Salem at Cinema Salem and in Vermont at the Vermont Comedy Club. Both of those are part of the Ghosted Tour. You can follow Ghosted Comedy Show on Instagram to get all that information. And I believe that's it for the week. Back to the show. I was going to keep these in the board because I like the art on the back, but I did also throw them in the closet. Now they're a little warped, so I might as well take them out. But speaking of that episode, what we got here? Oh, we got you got them. Nice. Yeah. That's such a good one. That's awesome. Bob Dole. We got Bob Dole Homer like as the fucking... <laughs> they got Hugo, which I really want to get Hugo. And then I, oh, I got this one. Oh, I saw that one, yeah. Oh, I made a lot of bad the, uh, What's the name of that company? Because they do a lot of cool little is that super seven super seven baby yeah they're gonna be big i looked at them and i said that's a three doors down if i ever saw one (laughs) (laughs) um oh hugo is such a good one i love the jazz horrors also we're we're back back. george by the way yeah uh i don't know if you could see this actually but speaking of treehouse of horror we got a lot of simpson shit behind me but you could see that painting you see that yeah that's all just the background art from different Treehouse of Horror episodes. That's great. It's yeah. really I love that so much. I love The Simpsons because I'm 32. <laughs> I, I saw something similar the other day. It was a bunch of like Looney Tunes uh, backdrops. And it was oh, yeah. so cool. Like, yeah, the art I never really thought cool. about how just like gorgeous like hand paint the artist yeah yeah i uh I, I also have... to interject the phillies just threw a no hitter and i swear i've been listening to everything you've been saying this whole time hey, <laughs> son of a he's, bitch he's been a philly fly. for two starts and he just threw a no hitter it's pretty cool <laughs> wow anyway i'm turning the game off now that was awesome I go just, ahead talk about whatever you want to I talk would about just i would just <laughs> like to also say that anytime you talk about baseball especially where i understand how impressive that is but i am i will never forget the daniel tosh joke of god forbid you go see a no hitter that's just two grown men playing catch all day (laughs) it's more exciting than that miss america hello rachel just got home from uh i don't think she wants to say hello got her (laughs) all right you want to say hi for a second just tell Dan I said hi, not George. Son of a bitch. Dan. <laughs> oh, okay. Just Dan. Sorry, George. That's okay. She doesn't know. Ha ha. Baseball <laughs> rules. She said it by saying hi to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yes. Anyway, <laughs> finish your story so we can ask you what makes you feel optimistic. <laughs> finish my story. What story? Your starting story. Whatever you guys were talking about. I don't know. 
Well, anyway, all I want to say is, uh, are you a big Star Wars guy, George? No, not a big Star Wars guy. Damn, for some reason, I pegged you as a Star Wars guy. Really? Were you wearing like a cloak? Was I wearing a cloak? I, you pegged me as a Star Wars guy. Oh yeah, I pegged you as a Star Wars. Uh, I, I pegged booyah. you as Darth Maul. I was it was double sided. <laughs> so what makes you feel optimistic? That what joke. makes me feel optimistic? I still yeah. got it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned it. I'm on SSRIs. That makes me feel pretty optimistic. No, I've been feeling pretty good lately. Honestly, everything's been everything in my life has been genuinely pretty good lately and I, my brain works in such a way that i knew that i might be saying happy things on this podcast and that my brain would immediately attack me and try to ruin it that's how things work for me sometimes mm. but that being said i'm gonna put it on the record i'm feeling pretty good lately uh we moved to a new apartment this year we got married uh i got i i'm down to one job you know fucking everything's nice and comedy has been going fine things have been going well and i've been really invested in star wars lately so that's taken up <laughs> a lot of my concentration on things which is kind of a weird thing to say but it's fine um <laughs> things are going good i don't know i'm just feeling good and i'm feeling okay with the idea of dying someday it's fine oh i rediscovered atheism so now i think everything that anyone says about um anything is fake so that feels good. My brain feels like it makes sense again now. I don't I mean, think there's you, ghosts you in my body. Quite a journey to get back there. Yeah, I know. I had to freak out about everything, and that's why I get so upset. Side note: when uh, our friend Meg go goes off on fucking cuckoo bananas tangents, because I go, I know where this leads. It leads to schizophrenia. I know where this goes. <laughs> you know, what I, I like. Mean? I like that she's referred to as our friend Meg, our, our mutual acquaintance. <laughs> I mean, that's what I call Casey. She's my very good close friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying on, is, on, uh, <laughs> there you go. No, I just, uh, I, I, I feel like I have to be, go so far the other way now because I went, the, like, I, there's the balance has to be, oh, all that is the world starts to make a lot more sense when you go, oh, yeah, we're just monkeys on a rock. Yeah. As opposed to, we're monkeys on a rock, but we might have psychic powers. And then you go, well, what does that mean? Like, that seems a little crazy. <laughs> oh, I love I love the idea of someone being, quote, on their atheist shit again. <laughs> That's Bro, well, it's not popular. It's, it's not popular because the whole Internet is uh, the whole Internet's thing right now is like Islam. Like, I feel like everybody, <laughs> everybody who is not Islamic is in the midst of converting to Islam. And uh, I find well, it's a beautiful religion. Yeah. Well, listen, I have listen, no criticism. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Islam specifically anymore because I fucking I think that all of these motherfucking they're all problem. I think all of these Abrahamic religions, we got us. We got to stomp them out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean... I'm sorry, guys. Um, but I... I'm just. I'm on my Christopher Hitchens shit, dude. I'm like edgy That'll teenage Seamus again. I'm edgy. I'm edgy teenage Seamus again. Let me tell you something, buddy. You're literally God ain't real. So right. you're telling us that we shouldn't get married? Is that the problem? Yeah. Is that how we got here? Nah, dude. There's okay. So here's the thing. There's something to be said for myth, and there's something to be said for like uh, you can you can still be like, all right, what lessons can I take about how to live from some of these mythologies? Uh, but you can get rid of the part where you uh, claim to know things that you couldn't possibly fucking know. You can let go of that part. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Like, like I have trouble getting rid of Buddhism completely because that has done a lot for my life and how I've been able to sort of see the world and slow down and, and identify my own patterns of behavior. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I have no fucking idea if reincarnation is a thing or if it's a thing that people made up to feel better. <laughs> I mean, Buddhism is the one to me that most resembles just like good habits. Yeah. yeah. That's just like build a good base for your life. And like, like I, I never got too much into the reincarnation thing. Afterlife stuff just never is super interesting to me. I'm just like, whatever. Like, I'll get there when I get there, if I get there. And if not, whatever. This was fine. But so even, like, I mean, but even, you know, the thing is like Buddhism, like the way I look at it, I think about religion. I think about a lot of things in terms of, okay, this is a crazy metaphor, but go with me on this one. You guys ever been to live professional wrestling? Yes. It's a completely different experience from when you watch it at home. And I feel the same way about most religions. If I consume something on my own, I will take it one way and I'll go, hmm, that's pretty neat. But if I were to go to some sort of Buddhist center, I might go, hey, this sucks. This is not, <laughs> what, I, this is not what I saw at home. You know what I mean? And I feel like that seems to be the case for most of this shit where I go, well, you can take something beautiful from that. And then you hear other people talk about it and you go, oh, that's not what they took from it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've seen so you don't have a like, copy of this lying around anywhere? Um, everybody I everybody can does. see it from here. <laughs> yeah. We don't use a, a video, but I have my uh, my problematic version of the Bhagavad Gita as it is. <laughs> well, okay, so that's that's the other thing too is that I, I've gone down all these rabbit holes. I was big. I was a big UFO guy when I was in high school. I was big uh, and then I, I allowed myself to go down all these spiritual rabbit holes. I started learning about religion. I have a whole shelf full of like maybe somewhere between probably 20 to 30 like religion and theology books that I've read ranging from different faiths and different uh, like I've read a bunch of books about Christianity. I've read a bunch of books about Hinduism. I read a bunch of books about this and I've like educated on my on the shit because I, I was under the I was operating under the assumption that perhaps collectively they would point to some sort of answer and i yeah. think the answer collectively is no people are trying to find an answer <laughs> yeah. but and, and that's great but what's that but, uh what's that connor Oberst line where it's like the bible is the bible's blind the torah's deaf the quran is mute if you burn them all together you get close to the truth damn yeah dude four oh. wins underrated yeah, Bright four Eyes wins album. Is a great song hey, <laughs> hey guys uh not to quote Richard Dawkins, bro, but uh, uh, he he made a really interesting. Say really it interesting... like Richard Dawkins. Seek your teeth out. Oh, okay. What, yeah. what band is he from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he has this quote about like everyone's an atheist in the sense that even if you are a believer in one faith, you are an atheist to another. So if you're a Christian, you don't believe in you know Muhammad and the Islamic faith. If you're a Muslim, you don't believe that you know Jesus was the fucking end all be all. He goes, I'm just going the last step and getting rid of the remaining one <laughs> i remember seeing something like that that was like remember how you were taught greek mythology as myth yeah well they're they're, they're also gods so like, yeah. you've already denied a full generation of yeah. gods that's well, that ridiculous was... those white men in the sky that control the weather <laughs> well, well that, that's a, that's the frustrating thing about christianity because when i was growing up i used to have these debates with kids when i was in like fifth grade i remember getting in trouble because i would like talk to them about how 
fucking stupid a lot of their shit sounded and i was like look man you know that there's been like tons of other cultures that have come and gone and their belief was just as poignant uh, to them as yours is to you yeah they um, were as what, locked in what makes you different and the problem is christianity has such a fucking stranglehold on the minds of people today that there's a thing called apologists and they make up new lore to fucking back up the things that they've had to concede they go oh no we actually knew that the whole time it turns out god was off doing a, a fucking uh there was a spin-off episode where god was <laughs> over here creating evolution and you're like all right well that's that's a different writer he came up with a home that's that you added that later you know yeah I was, um, I was actually just thinking about this on my drive home. I don't know why thoughts enter my head and then they go out. Um, but it was like at its core, what is the 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 Jesus of Nazareth? If not, like if you just frame it as a myth, like what is the uh, what is the Aesop's fable version of Jesus of Nazareth? And I the old at its core, I was just like, listen to authority. And I wasn't into that. Like it was like. When your dad tells you to die, you're going to have to die for everybody. And I was, yeah, turns out human sacrifice works sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it works. I had a great T-shirt uh, when I was a kid. Um, and that's the end of the story. No, I had a great T-shirt where it was like a stained glass version of the the uh, Madonna and Child. And it just said abstinence, 99.99% effective. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all these other guys, like all these other guys are also born of a virgin. That's like a very common thing. And it seems to yeah. be like... Um, I, I don't know. It seems to be like an ancient uh, man's distaste for the reproductive system or like whatever the fuck. I don't know. Anyway, I read this really interesting book called How Jesus Became God. And it's very interesting to to think about like the contemporary people in this time period, the the contemporary Christians, the people who are uh, if you could, you know, if, if there is a historical Jesus and he was around, he is not seen as like a deity until much fucking later yeah and, yeah. and, and, and like if you think about that you go oh well then this shit that you get today would just be completely unrecognizable to the people who originated this shit and then you go well then maybe it's maybe it's not real yeah. <laughs> because I, I forget who it was was saying if you were to if you were to i forget who it was but it was a really interesting thing to me if you were to let's say just hypothetically you burned all of the religious books and everybody who remembered any of this shit died it's ricky Gervais. It is Ricky Gervais, right? Ricky Gervais. Science, if you did it with science shit, somebody will rediscover it eventually. But if you get rid of all the religious shit, it's not coming back. Yeah. It's gone. It's it's just whatever stories and then it'll morph from there. That's yeah. that was on uh that was on Colbert. And Colbert yes. who's a believer and him who's not. Like even Colbert was like, that's very good. Like he was like, like yes, good cop. yes. Uh <laughs> I, yeah, I, I kind of like disagree Colbert. though. Yeah. I think the mentality that creates it in the first place doesn't just go away because the past is gone. Like there has to be a starting point at some point. So it would just be a new starting point and new gods would emerge from the well, science. Certainly. But I think that the point that he was trying to make is that it wouldn't replicate itself one-to-one. -one. So you would yeah. get another. Oh, like you the get exact, another. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you, you wouldn't get jesus you would get somebody else Shamus. and it would be yes seamus <laughs> that's <Irish> me <laughs> i don't know man mom I got... is the dumbass yeah also, my dumbass I, mom <laughs> i feel weird arguing for like the the side of religion but like 
it Bring would back, also work the same dead. way like, <laughs> with science like because it wouldn't happen in your lifetime that thousands of years would be discovered so it would seem like nothing was happening what do you mean like if all this like history of science was wiped out and yeah. all you had was like your like immediate natural experience you would not assume science first well no i think the point he's making is that there are there are like intrinsic rules to reality that will be discovered and they will be constant throughout history if you were to get if we lost knowledge of it it would still exist whereas if we lose our myths our myths would be recreated in different shapes yeah so so He's but not I think saying that's that still kind of an argument for like the fundamental value of them though. That they would well, be created means I'm that like, there's some you know, sort of necessity. I'm just gonna let you for sure. And I yeah, and I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't think that I don't I, I think that that's like a total I think that's a different I think that's a different question. Because I don't think he's saying oh, like, it certainly is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I don't think he's saying that like there's no value to it. I think he's just saying he's talking about the the reality of these claims. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're all and, trash. <laughs> and that was Nan and Boo Boo Stick Your Head and Doo Doo with Dan Gats. <laughs> <laughs> A new segment on this show where Dan just plays devil's advocate for five minutes. <laughs> no, I like it, dude. You're playing God's advocate. I'm devil's advocate, baby. Yeah, let's <laughs> go. I'm already going pro God here. So, <laughs> but no, it's weird because I'm I'm firmly on the other side of this debate, but my head still like appreciates the existence of the alternative they're like i'm not there looking for it but i enjoy to some level that it's there i hate some of the things it's responsible so, for but i yeah. like its existence well so so here's my thing and here's the thing i went through all these spiritual rabbit holes and now i'm sort of rediscovering this atheism because potentially it's helping me with my it, it is helping with my day-to-day -day sort of um a lot of my ocd and a lot of my anxieties have kind of dissipated once i accept the fact that like Oh yeah, this is all man-made story shit. Now I'm not completely um, of the mindset to go as uh, I wouldn't go as far as Richard Dawkins to say there is no God because first of all, what does that even mean? What are you talking about? Um, yeah. And I I don't claim to have the fucking answers. I would simply say that my atheism is an atheism towards other human belief sets, and I think that I have I I am I am now back to square one, but in a very different way. Because I'm able to not be so pompous about it. Like I don't actually. It's a very, it's a very um, shaky atheism. It's a very like recovering well, spiritual atheism where I feel almost dirty making any kind of definitive claim. But at a certain point, you have to make definitive claims. I think. I mean, it helps just to define it for yourself. <laughs> like. Yeah. As soon as it's a set thing, you don't have to actively think about it anymore. And that's and that's kind of what I'm looking for because I think a lot of the I, I, I'm sorry I'm just totally derailing the podcast, but this does make me feel more this optimistic. Is actually, <laughs> this is the show. <laughs> well, it it does make me feel more optimistic in the sense that I have been like reclaiming my brain. Like I allowed myself to go down so many of these fucking rabbit holes and trying desperately to make sense of it all for years and years and years and then they finally go what if you're operating under the wrong assumption and part of it is ironically because of a spiritual book i'm reading a book called how to see by Thich Nhat han he's this like uh old uh buddhist dude 
Um, and he has this parable about, you know, sometimes you'll see a snake, and you'll freak the fuck out and you'll brain or, and you'll jump from the snake. And then if you take a second, you realize, oh shit, it was just a rope, but I was reacting as if it was a snake the whole time. So maybe, maybe just maybe the way that you are perceiving things is constantly wrong. You know, uh, there goes my rope brain again. <laughs> I, I am. There goes my rope brain. But for me, it helps because I've been so negative for so long that now when I experience these negative thoughts, I question them as opposed to just accepting them. And I think that's the big difference for me. And the questioning of. So, for instance, I was like really obsessed with the idea of hell. Like I wasn't raised in a Catholic home, but I my family was Catholic and they tried to instill a lot of that stupid bullshit in me because they're all fucking dirt farmers. And um, and uh, it makes me so mad. Oh, you work in a factory and you know how to tell a kid what the world is about? Shut up. Um, but uh, sorry, it made me so fucking angry. I remember as a kid, them making me do the sign of the cross and me being like, what the fuck are we doing here? I'm Who trying to eat four. It's all of, no, it's I'm all eat, about ritual. It's I'm eating fucking cut off oh, hot sure. dogs with ketchup faces on them. What the fuck are we? <laughs> oh, I'm praying to God before, about this. Before we get this too sucks. Far, before we get too far from it. I, sorry. I know. I just. I, it keeps on swirling in my brain. I have to say it, and I'm so sorry that I'm about Uh-oh. to say it. I just know that if I don't, I'll be mad, but also people will bleep be mad it, at Dan. me if I say it. So you can bleep this if you want to. But t- <laughs> He's going to t- finally say it. <laughs> I want to cut you off like halfway through whatever you're t- about to say. <laughs> Tick not hot. Yeah. Which one is it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tick not Han. Which one is it? Tick not Han. It's Tick not Han. Not Han. So which one? It's it's Dick, obviously. I'm gonna Dick. go. It's not Han. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I probably am not. But it's okay, nothing's gonna be as bad as that. Uh, <laughs> it just I'm kept on. Is... It kept on circling, coming back to the frontal lobe, and being like, "You have to. You have to say it. You have to say it." I'd like Do to it, apologize coward. to everybody. Do it. <laughs> I used to go down these these paths too, where I feel like a lot of people in like these mystical or or these like paranormal fields uh, always make the argument of like some people are just too materialistic and they assume that if you can't measure something it's not real and i used to really go down that like yeah maybe there's stuff that we can't measure that's real but okay well if it exists and we can't measure it how the fuck will we ever know yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like it doesn't seem like i don't believe in ghosts anymore i don't believe in all of this shit, I've, I've just, it's like a weight off my shoulders of just like, oh yeah, that's not real. I used to be scared of ghosts. Can you believe that? You like go into a basement yeah. and you're like, what if there's a ghost here? Now I just go into a basement and I just go, it's dark and creepy down here, but I'm just changing the laundry. There's nothing yeah, down here. I go here. into a basement and I'm like, I hope they're not here. Do you I don't know who they is, but yeah. it's usually a physical entity, not a, not a ghost. I hope they're not here, yeah. <laughs> I uh, do, you, do you mess with like pete holmes's spiritual side at all Seamus? so um i am not really super familiar with pete holmes but i'm i i have pete, i've had a few people say that to me because i've gone down like ramdas holes i've yeah, gone he's down ramdas guy i know he's a big ramdas guy but here's my thing with ramdas too is i am kind of ejecting myself you just cut off <laughs> no more sound i don't know what you did Seamus. Seamus, this is this is crazy. <laughs> you were about to drop truth. And now he's frozen. <laughs> did I did I got cut out for a second? There you did go. You, you hear me? Sorry. You're like, you like, let me tell you, you, let me tell you, you some truth bombs. 
Yeah, we, we could see you talk, and then the audio was dropped out. Yeah. So well, yeah, that was Ramdas coming yeah. back in. The fucking the car. He doesn't want me telling the truth. But you here's just what said five minutes ago that there were no ghosts, and now you said that Ramdas came and fucked with our podcast. Yeah, I think it's way more likely that this fucking like 2008 Chromebook that my dad gave me doesn't have the best uh, connectivity to the internet. Not the most capable. Um, not the most capable machine. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I think, um, so Ramdas, here's the thing about Ramdas, love him, love him to death, but he says some shit that I don't agree with. And he got bamboozled multiple times. Mm. Yeah. There's an article from the seventies about how he came out and he was like, yeah, I believe that this woman was psychic. And it turns out she was just fucking with me the whole time. He also <laughs> said, made up some shit that Maharaji, who was his guru had to call him on because he was talking about this guy that went into a cave and like lived. And, and did all these like miracles, but never interacted with society. But that wasn't fucking true. Mm. And Ramdas is the type of guy that did a lot of fucking drugs and was very open to believing everything. And he would even say that he'd be like, I believe everything. I'm just going to start believing everyone. And if you do that, you become psychotic. Yeah. And as much as I love the guy, I look at him and I go, well, I never met Maharaji. I never met Ramdas. Ramdas has said a few things to me that have been questionable. Like in the back of my mind, like I, I went to a bunch of I went to a Sadhguru. Sadhguru was doing a, a meditation retreat in Tampa. You never hear the story about his wife. No. His wife did this uh, chant uh, until she left her body and she uh, and she she died and she left her body because she was able to chant so hard that she, you know, got rid of the incarnation and moved on to the next spirit or he fucking killed her. Um, and there's a big question as to whether or not this man murdered his wife. And my thing is, what's more likely? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, you know what a, I, mean? I don't know. Yes. I uh, and maybe I am a skeptic. <laughs> that's it's totally weird that fair. that story has any legs. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. it's, it's a- weird, but I fucking believed it, Dan. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. That's how deep this goes. You can really fucking believe some crazy shit yeah what's oh, the other geez. guy's name um uh rob Maharaji? bell no no rob uh, bell do you ever mess with rob bell he was like no i'm not familiar with rob bell. yeah rob bell was like a, a pastor but like a cool one uh and then he was in a surfing accident where he busted his head open and then when he went to the hospital he truly like just adapted the be here now thing because when he got out of the hospital he ate a burrito and he just had no ego or id so when he was eating the burrito it was like I could taste everything like I could taste like all of it in one moment because I was present in that moment. I wasn't thinking about anything past or forward. And then he like developed a whole following out of this burrito talk. Uh, the and- brain is good. Brain damage is crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where that goes. <laughs> when I was in when I was in college, I had a poetry teacher. I, had to, I took a poetry class and she told me about this guy who would never write anything but he would he was a brilliant poet and he would do these shows where he would um he would go up on stage and he would stand there for about five minutes and he would call down the spirits and the spirits would talk through him and he would then put out this new piece of poetry that nobody had ever heard before and it was always so brilliant and i went question in front of the whole class she's what i said so he had five minutes to prepare, right? Like he was like sitting there thinking 
Like you're making it seem like he's channeling. Maybe he is a fucking genius, but you're telling me that he had prep time. You know what I mean? I just <laughs> yeah. don't. I just don't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. The world makes so much more sense when you go. This is it. We're a crazy organism. And maybe, maybe, maybe there is a thing called God, right? Or maybe there is a thing that's like a universal force that is pushing everything through it. And we are all just sort of representations of that original force. We are the Big Bang playing out. We are the end results of that. And if you think about it that way, you can look around and go, wow, the world was kind of made for me to exist. Millions and millions of years led up to me being right here, having this podcast with you guys. But okay, <laughs> uh, we we will have to move on to the uh, what the people said. But I do love the image of Rachel just must be in the other room going not again. <laughs> <laughs> he's frozen, or he's looking intently. Maybe he saw a ghost. I mean, it did happen as soon as ghosts came up. Yep. Uh, let's see what the people said, and maybe he'll come back. <laughs> I cut out again. Sorry. <laughs> I'm closer to the internet now. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No. You you could not possibly understand how funny the timing was on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Man. I'm going to go in reverse order, George, if you're looking at the list. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with a song, Optimistic by Sounds of Blackness, and other uplifting songs, especially gospel and gospel adjacent. Very cool. Perfect theming. Very much so. It is something about gospel that, like, it might be the only reason that I had any willingness to make the argument earlier on this show gospel is it i see why you're going last okay um the last to first um yeah no gospel you know just because we're kind of talking about it we're on the subject a little bit uh it is it is i think part of that ritual of not indoctrination but like let's let's get people on board here uh and everybody love a little song and dance it's the best part yeah <laughs> Yeah, although uh, Susie Izzard had a great joke in, in her old set of just like uh, Catholics and, and Protestants are the only religious group that can sing a hallelujah without making it actually sound like a hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Casey had a joke like that for a while. That was very funny. That's good. He still uh, does that. It's a good joke, yeah. Prayer. We'll jump past that. I think we did enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to a younger person that's fired up. This I dig. I like. I like to see. Uh, I think we we grew up, and you know, push back if if you guys don't agree. But I feel like we yeah, could suck. Yeah, no, we no, we grew up in a generation where like everything sucks. You're a poser if you do well. Like you, you know, you're supposed to you're supposed to like not have fun. Everything needs to be a, not a chore, but you know what I mean. Like you're not supposed to like the cool shit that happens to you. And yeah. seeing someone younger try to like break that is fun because I'm trying to break that too. Like we talked about at the top of the show, I'm not bitching about Incubus anymore. You know, like yeah, uh, mu music's great. The world doesn't Mus need it. All, all music is good, uh, except for Machine Gun Kelly. But all music is good. Uh, You're gonna go to a Machine Gun Kelly concert. You just talk to I guess into I existence. have to. <laughs> I have to. 
But like, you know, like stop pretending that like when cool shit happens that you're too cool for the cool shit. Enjoy the experience and understand that that experience is a privilege, you know, and I feel like kids have that a lot more than we do because we grew up being raised, uh, being raised by boomer parents and Gen X cousins and older siblings that were just like, no, nah, man, don't even don't even do it, man. No. Nah. Yeah. So kids, kids being stoked. That's I have a, a really good current event kids uh, being optimistic thing where it's the uh, well, today was my last day working at the camp and they have a talent show on Friday Ooh. and I was able to convince two, booked. <laughs> yeah, I, I was able to convince two of the campers to learn one of my favorite sketches and they're performing it Ooh. on the talent show and like i won't be there because i'll be on tour but like i'm so happy that it's happening what like, sketch was it it was um it was from sloven and allen's comedy central presents i always forget what sloven's first name is but allen is leo allen who you've seen on stuff he's written for like every funny show in the last few years but like the whole sketch, it's Sloven is at a time machine, and then Alan comes in, gives him a Twinkie, chugs a Gatorade. They talk about the time machine. They hit the time machine button, go back 30 seconds, and repeat. So it's just two guys <laughs> in a more and more chaotic scenario, chugging a Gatorade one after another and shoving a Twinkie into their face. And that's the whole thing. There's nothing more to it. It just happens <laughs> right up until the point where they're basically just doing it one after the other. Like the reset's not even happening anymore. They're just like pounding them. <laughs> and it is such like chaotic nonsense. And, like I was obsessed with Comedy Central Presents as a kid. And then this one comes on where it's a two-man sketch show. And I was just like blown away by its existence. And then it ends with this chaos. And I loved it. And I was able to tell these like two girls all the beats and they're doing it on Friday. That's going to be fun. That's awesome. That is great. Now, the next one. When I see Gen Z kids ditching school and chaining themselves to the runway gates at Martha's Vineyard. I, I have a feeling this is a... What does uh, that even mean? This is a topical thing that I'm unaware of. Seems likely story. a current event. Okay. <laughs> Let me just Google Martha's Vineyard real quick. I do Who like said this. Some loser said this. This sounds like some stupid social justice shit that somebody was like, everyone should know what I'm referencing. I no one know knows. Who is this person? person? You know this person? It's uh, a friend of mine from the Bethlehem scene. Uh, Correction, your ex-friend. Okay? <laughs> We're done with them. I'm not seeing anything in the Google news, but I will... Uh, Oh, some sort of migrant flights with DeSantis involved. Probably he's probably okay. sending. Well, yeah, fuck that guy. He's probably sending them by plane again. Whatever. What a yeah. fucking dolt. Yeah, seriously, hate that man so very, very much. Also, uh, pretty pretty crafty plan from an asshole. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a level villain material, I think. Yeah. It's pretty funny the difference between Gen Z and millennials. I feel like it's the I don't know. I was trying to do a joke the other day about how we were so excited. Like they're like trying to do a cause, but we would have just been excited to get out of school. And I yeah. feel like 
on 9-11, had you told me who the Taliban was, we would have all been like, are they taking resumes? <laughs> because we got a half day, baby. I don't give a fuck about Martha's Vineyard. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, no, as someone that I recently uh, went to the Hamptons for the weekend because Casey has family that can do that and they kindly invite us over. It's just like, I don't know if these are my people. I don't know if Martha's Vineyard are my people that would be, you know, just <laughs> eat the rich. Anywho. Uh, I'm sure they're all lovely people. <laughs> they're not. Okay, get it over with. Rip the band. All right. Last one. The enemy's here. He introduced me on stage this weekend and brought up how he's my nemesis. And then I responded in kind. It was pretty fun. Who's your nemesis? Glenn Tickle. I don't know this person. His name he's is a, Glenn Tickle. He's a delightful yo-yo slash Dr. Mario expert. Yeah, that's all you really need to know. Okay. What did Glenn Tickle say? <laughs> Something reasonable, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. When things aren't going well, but then I remember I'm a giant robot who can turn into a sweet truck anytime I want. That's when I'm my most optimistic. Op optimistic. That's optimistic cool. i don't have time for that <laughs> i i saw that new transformers Jameis, he movie does, he does this shit every week every week it's always a pun based feeling i saw and the transformers had movie twice. and it was better than glenn <laughs> sets this weekend <laughs> Damn. beast wars beast wars were the best show growing up it was actually kind of a good movie yeah i mean um that's cool. I'm happy that people like Transformers. I uh never a big Transformers guy. Like <laughs> I just feel like, you know, it's I read this book recently, actually. Actually, it's not a book, it's a comic book. Um, this guy in Philly actually It's not a book, he, it's a book. It's a it's a graphic <laughs> novel. Uh, but I read it in one night, so I feel like it doesn't count. You know what I mean? I would figure. <laughs> Wait, let me I have it right here. It shows, actually, here's a here's a plug. You guys should go read it actually. It's called the He-Man effect. Ugh. And uh, He-Man effect. You guys should read it. I'll lend it to you, Dan. Basically right. about how corporations have sold our childhood back to us. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and now you get the Transformers and all these things that were uh, originally just them trying to get past laws against selling toys to kids in... Like, those shows were just big commercials. They were just literally like 30-minute commercials. And then and they would I have commercials in the between Ninja the commercials. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. No, me too. I mean, I totally get sucked no, down with I, it. It's like hard not to. I think about it all the time when I go see a superhero movie where it's just like, oh, there's a new vehicle on screen. They're going to make that a toy. Oh, there's like, yep. there's no reason for Batgirl and Robin to have ice motorcycles other than they're going <laughs> to sell them as toys. <laughs> I have gone down some pretty dark rabbit holes lately, including a Star Wars one that I just can't seem to get out of. And and uh, I get right. it. Talk like, about merchandising. Most, yeah. I mean, talk about merchandising. You know what? I've got pre-ordered. I've got a retro style uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. You even know what that is? <laughs> no, Have you guys I, even heard about I, this? No. I do. Yeah. But what? <laughs> yeah. It's like some expanded universe shit, George. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm excited and also upset. It's like a it's like you can't you can't get out of it, but also you, what are you gonna do? You might yeah. as well just fucking accept I, it. So uh, I'm glad that the Beast Wars movie was good. I feel I'm like a, I 
yeah, I'm a big TikTok guy where I was flipping through and some guy was just talking about how bad um uh or like how much it hurt the uh Darth Vader in that suit because it wasn't designed for him and the polymers weren't as good. Uh yeah, was, George Lucas thought all of that. Yeah, he through. thought all that through and halfway through the video I was like, Oh, right, I don't give a shit. And just like flip back. <laughs> It. I was like, I watched it for a good couple seconds and went, wait a second, this is all not real. <laughs> Which sounds like what you're doing with religion and perception. It was just like, wait a second. Wait a second, no. I caught myself getting tricked again. Yeah. <laughs> I find that often. I mean, it's hard to fight against like my my Instagram algorithm. I tried to train it to like show me interesting things, but it knows I just want to see ass and pity constantly. <laughs> and biologically i don't know if i can fight that like it feels like <laughs> you want to hear something upsetting we were playing a game while we were at steel stacks where we all pulled out our phones and went to the search screen to see what it was feeding everybody and to see how long it would take to get to butts and but everybody else said, it happened kind of low first screen it wasn't like top top view top billing or whatever Mine was not first screen. Mine was a bunch of just random trash. And then I scrolled. The first butt I saw was a shrimp with a butt. A shrimp with a butt. What does that say about me? What did I learn about myself by accident? You've got an insatiable appetite. Like that uh, thing, I don't ass. think it had butt. arms. Second screen, I got butt. But I got like art butt. Oh, uh, Seamus, how long till butt? I don't have my phone on me, but I will tell you right now, if I open Instagram, it'll be the first thing that pops up. It's literally like <laughs> I, t I even tell Rachel, too, like I'm pretty open about it. I'm like, my my algorithm has suddenly gotten extremely horny and I don't know what is going on. Mine was horny it, a couple weeks ago and then it's been replaced with Bluey, which I don't know if is good or not. Yeah, well, that means you're having a yeah. child. So congratulations. Thank you, you so are, much. You are yeah. A psychic yeah. recently told Casey that she'll be pregnant for the wedding and she was like, we need to not have sex. Damn. <laughs> a psychic told me that Mike Brooks is in hell. So I think we're uh, I think that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I think psychics are probably real. I think they're real. And uh, yeah, trust. Trust the sorry, word, Mike. Man. I thought he was a good dude, but I guess he was like, I don't know. He's a yeah, out. trustworthy man of God. No, no, <laughs> he picked the wrong God. <laughs> All right, let's know. get out of here. We got to wrap I this miss, up. I miss Mike, and that made me very sad. It was very upsetting. Me too. We just passed the whatever year anniversary. It was last week. I don't want to think about how many years it was. Four? Maybe. It was It was pandemic. Me and Meg were at the old apartment still. It was pre-pandemic. It was before COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like 20. Yeah. It was, must have been early 2020. Yeah, yes. it would have had to be. Jack. So. No, because it was summer. Jack, yeah. Jack Fitzsimmons. And it was a terrible was rainstorm. I remember that night. I was driving back from, I think, Casey's back to Philly or vice versa. I was going up to Casey's. Uh, and then dur during the pandemic was when Alex Yang called me and told me that um, uh, uh, Chris Cotton had passed. And like I was working with Chris at Raven. So I was like, oh, oh, that's not good. Oh shit. Uh, but those are the two I remember vividly. Was like they were like back to back. Yeah. They were like yeah. fairly quick. I remember seeing uh I remember I had nothing left in the tank when Chris died. I was like, mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I can't give this anything. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Sorry, yeah, depressing. You guys want to talk about something more uplifting? Let's I mean, talk about it is, it is, it is an anniversary. So okay. it, it is something I feel like we should have just like touched on already. So you know what makes me optimistic, honestly, is that there's enough space there where I can make jokes about it now and feel okay about yeah. it. But there was a time yeah. where I was upset, very upset. Oh yeah, right? there's definitely a, a long stretch of time where I would have been like, I'm just gonna sit this conversation out. <laughs> yeah, and there's and there's still obviously a lot of pain. The weird thing about like going through an event like that with a ton of other comics is that everybody kind of just goes through it alone yeah <laughs> it's weird yeah it's really weird uh well uh, i think the best way to send that off is uh is to say uh have you guys ever tried to pay off a credit card with a credit card with a new credit <laughs> card to pay off that bill oh yeah have a good night everybody <laughs> Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FeelFeelingsPod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. We're such a professional show! <laughs>